0: Winston Churchill, despite his cigars, said that healthy citizens are the greatest asset that any country can have. From the ancient Romans to El Woods and everywhere in between, there is an aphorism or a witticism about the benefits of health. In a collaboration between several Connecticut cities and Connecticut residents can get out into our parks, practice mindfulness, and get moving through yoga in our city. Today, we'll be joined by TJ Clinch and Lauren LaChance, who will talk to us about the partnership and the benefits of a healthy life. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. The Municipal Voice is the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities podcast in collaboration with the NHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state-local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the consensus views of CCM or a member of municipal leaders. PJ, Lauren, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Good to have you here. Um, So uh, we have you here today to talk about yoga in our city, uh, which is a program that has been around for over a decade now. Uh, Started in the park in Hartford as part of uh, an organization called uh, Civic Mind. Can you guys tell us a little bit about yoga in our city and the history behind it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So it's a wild story. Mm-hmm. Back in 2010, I was living in West Hartford Center, uh, and I was walking down the street. A guy had a heart attack, drove off the road going 55 miles an hour, and ran me over. Okay, oh, uh, long, Yeah, long story short, I wake up in the hospital, life forever changed. Mm-hmm. No, no crazy major injuries like broken bones or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, I quickly found myself unable to work in total rehabilitation mode, mm-hmm. I, I was in physical therapy and had taken uh, six classes through physical therapy and Mm -hmm. already felt all these, all these amazing changes, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Very humbling experience uh, being hurt and kind of rebuilding, right? Mm -hmm. Um, From there, I started a yoga studio in downtown Harvard called Downtown Yoga Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, the idea was I was just kind of uncomfortable in a traditional yoga studio setting and there wasn't a studio in Hartford. I just mm-hmm. moved there, launched, this, launched the studio. And then from there, trying to attract people to the studio, we started this outreach program called the Yoga in Our City. Mm-hmm. It started off as Yoga in the Park. Now it's Yoga in Our City to uh, offer these free classes. And from there, you know, we met Connecticut and the rest has been history.
0: Yeah. So you you didn't do yoga before the accident? It's something you took up as part of your, you know, rehabilitation and, and grew from there?
2: Yeah, so I was very much like a Gold's Gym guy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, team sports guy, mm-hmm. like very high school athlete type guy, mm-hmm. right? Um, Never thought about it. You know, I was always nervous about it because it's traditionally mostly women, mm-hmm. like, I'm not not very flexible to begin with uh, you know, there was a lot of reasons why I just was very uncomfortable going into a standard studio. Plus, you know, typical studios are very expensive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, per, per class, you're looking at 15 to $20, no problem. Uh, so it's not really sustainable, mm-hmm. uh, you know, unless you're in a certain bracket, right? Yeah. Uh, so being 25 at the time, you know, it just was not ever a thing for me.
0: Yeah, so you came to it a little bit later than some people might've who might have found yoga in college or something a little bit earlier. That, that's yeah, great. you know,
2: Yeah, no, it was a very unconventional uh, way to start, but, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where uh, innovation is born, right?
0: Yeah. And did you find uh, that you attracted students who maybe had some uh, similar paths that like weren't, you know, the the natural yoga student from the get that maybe they they also came to it from a different angle?
2: You know, that's a really great question. Uh, I'd like to think so, uh, in part because we when we started the studio, we were very deliberate about having a smaller space. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't. You know, you, we didn't want to have 50 people in a class, make it more intimidating. So we had smaller mm-hmm. class sizes of somewhere between 10 and 20 people.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, we never we didn't have that mat to mat type situation. Um, and then just being in the downtown was very unique right Mm -hmm. you're getting a certain people at certain times uh in the middle of the day you'd have workers right and then Mm -hmm. after work folks and neighborhood folks um so that was very very different and then just people who are comfortable being in the park
0: Mm
2: uh you know being having that sense of ownership of place yeah was was different so yeah Mm -hmm. i I definitely think so
0: yeah and what are the classes like is it just like a traditional yoga class but you're in a park or do you have to do things a little bit differently for that sort of
2: Yeah, we do things a lot differently. Uh, And I think Lauren can speak to this about how it's evolved, but relative to the studio experience, it's completely different, right? It's very much all levels. We're being accommodating to everybody who may come in. Lots of people are new to yoga. Um, It's meant to be kind of a community building, more social event, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, building a good routine. It's not meant to be this very deep experience, uh, you know, practice wise, you know, mm-hmm. it's a hour, hour long, enjoy the day, go with the flow type experience.
0: So it's like a, an easy to fit into a, a busy sort of contemporary work-life schedule, not I, I can devote hours a day to becoming a yogi sort of thing.
2: Yeah. It's like an entry point in, into yeah. it all. That's, um, that's great. Lauren, uh, Lauren, what's your experience, Ben? Uh, yeah, Lauren, how you know, experience
0: your perspective? Yeah, of course.
1: I would say, Yoga, as TJ mentioned, it's not like the traditional studio experience with yoga in our city. Mm -hmm. Um, We really like to remind people that it's come as you are. It's extremely accessible to anyone that would like to practice. Um, And it's for all ages. So Mm -hmm. like our instructors have said um, so many times to me and to other people who come to classes you can come after a busy day. It's an hour of time that you can sit on your blanket or just in the grass or on your mat and just let everything else slide away and just practice yoga. Whether you're new or you've been doing it for years, everybody gets something out of it. I think the beauty of the program is that it's also really community-oriented. It brings communities together in such a nice way. Um, it's yeah. for the entire family. So you can come with your best friend, your colleagues, your parents, you can bring your kids, there's something for everyone. Um, You don't have to sign up, Uh, that's the beauty of it. You can come right from a walk in the park or right from work and just join the class. We're in the parks, you can spread out and have the practice that you want for that day, whether that be melting the stress from work or maybe you've just had a really tough week and you just wanna sit on your mat and do some breathing. There's Mm -hmm. really something for everyone, which, It's not the traditional, you know, mat to mat in a studio class. And as TJ said, the classes are free, which is so amazing because it gives access to people who may not have originally been able to take classes. Um, As TJ mentioned, it can be really expensive. So the program is just really accessible. Um, And it's grown so much over the years that it's just become a staple in the communities.
0: Definitely. Accessibility is a big part of this. You know, you don't need to have your full Lululemon yoga outfit ready to go. You can, you know, all different ability and skill levels and and whatever can come together for that. That's wonderful. So as you mentioned, uh, a few years into this program starting, uh, Kineticare became involved as the program's presenting partner. What is that relationship like and how has that impacted the growth of the program?
2: I'm going to take that one because yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, so the program started as we piloted with the city of Hartford's Department of Families, Children, Youth and Recreation. So mm-hmm. it did have this whole whole family approach to it and how we pilot it. Um, and then they had their budget crunch. And simultaneously, I met Kim Kahn at Connecticut, working on a different uh, community event. And I was sharing what we were doing, and Connecticut stepped up, and they did a couple of things. one, they mm-hmm. they offered bridge funding straight away to partner and make the program continue. So, you know not, but for them, this program would not exist mm-hmm. uh, in its in its current form. The other thing relative to, and I appreciate you, framing it as the relationship is a relationship has really developed. You know, I was very, very young in my entrepreneurial career. Right. And what Kim and now Lauren and Kisera have really offered is the incubation and professionalism to grow it. Right. The structure, Mm -hmm. the infrastructure, um, all of that has made yoga, this program grow. Right. Mm. Um, Just, just a very pragmatic, you know, diligent eye on how we do things mm-hmm. uh you know things that things that corporations and companies big companies look at right mm-hmm. thinking about brand, thinking about how you're branding thinking how about your messaging piloting projects ab testing things like that you know an entrepreneur typically doesn't have it there yeah you know that's a, it's a luxury right um so you know here we are um you know t- you know five or six years into our relationship with Care, and funny lauren and i started when she started at Kinetic Care, So that's, you know, from my perspective, this program exists because of Care at this point.
0: Yeah. They're not just a financial contributor, but, you know, you had no experience before when you started this in running a program, you just loved yoga and wanted to bring it to people. So their professional yeah. experience, it sounds like it's been invaluable to you guys.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, and the other part of that is the respect that they've had for me to kind of figure this out in real time mm-hmm. you know like i get to you know the, the yoga and our city team really gets to like try things and we have to justify what we're doing or the pivots we want to make and they pressure test all of our ideas and we always you know there, there's this mutual respect there that makes the program grow the way it has
0: you are listening to the municipal voice on wnh 103.5 fm Lauren, maybe can you talk a little bit about how the program has been developing over the years and how it's expanded beyond Hartford?
1: Yeah, of course. So um, originally, as TJ mentioned, the program did start in Hartford and through his team's work and our support, we've actually expanded to several other cities across the state. So Mm -hmm. currently, in addition to Hartford, we're also in New Haven. Uh, We offer classes in Waterbury, Willamantic, New London, and Bridgeport. Mm -hmm. Um, We're we're in local parks in all of those cities, and we offer over 600 classes uh, a summer. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to access the program Mm -hmm. um, and enjoy it all summer long. We actually expanded. We used to end the program in September, um, and because the weather's been so beautiful here in New England and it's Mm. become so popular, we've expanded it to October. October. And we also do some virtual classes throughout the winter because a lot of participants would message us and say, when are you coming back? We really love the classes. So there's been a lot of expansion and there continues to be expansion. Um, TJ and his team continue to look For cities who are interested in the program and where it can reach the most communities. Um, So it's just ever evolving and ever growing. We also um, partnered with yard goats last year and offered three classes right in the stadium at Donuts Park. Yeah, it was really awesome. We had over 100 people um, attend three classes mm-hmm. and it was so popular. They actually reached out and asked asked us to do it again this year. So we'll be doing that in July, August and September. Um, and they'll be promoting that with us later this year. So the program, like I said, is just continuing to evolve.
0: Oh, that's really interesting. And you said there's you know hundreds of programs going on in the summer. Is there is there a website for yoga in our city that people could check out the schedule on?
1: Yeah, we have a gorgeous website. Um, It's yogainourcity.com. We have our whole schedule there. Um, We also have our virtual classes there too. So if it's a rainy day and we unfortunately have to cancel, you can hop right on the website and join our virtual studio. Uh, We have a bunch of awesome pre-recorded videos from our instructors. Uh, And we also have our social channels. You can join us on Facebook and Instagram at Yoga in Our City. And we're constantly sharing content there, updates on our classes. Um, That's also where you'll find if there's a weather delay or a cancellation, we'll post it there too. Um, And you can connect with our instructors through there as well. They're always posting stuff that we're resharing.
0: Very cool. Um, so obviously, you know, the municipalities are a big part of this and Connecticut is a big part of this. But do you have other partners beyond the two of you in, in these programs that, that help yeah. us? Yeah, you know, um,
2: we're really intentional about our partnerships, right, mm-hmm. um, in trying to drive home our message and our impact. Um, one really key partner for us has been the State of Connecticut's Commission on Women, Children, Seniors, Equity and Opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um You know, they they have a team there that's helped us work through preserving the um, cultural respect for the heritage of yoga through the Mm -hmm. Asian American and Pacific Islanders work that they do. Um, You know, the other thing they helped us do was pivot to become a nonprofit through advancing Connecticut together. Mm -hmm. So what started as an extension of our for-profit studio has evolved into being a standalone nonprofit. So that's really changed the orientation and the mission Mm -hmm. and nature of the program um another great partner has been nutmeg state financial credit union who's talking about whole person health in the financial wellness space Mm -hmm. um you know so having money is a huge stressor for people so trying to offer financial education as a secondary um kind of vertical in our thinking Mm -hmm. uh aarp of Connecticut has been great to promote this and and you know cross generations um you know make everyone feel really comfortable uh the Connecticut recreation and parks association has helped us expand into new municipalities and new events you know expanding our network they really helped us during covid with covid mm-hmm. guidelines as well um and mental health connecticut has been huge offering some thought leadership um and expertise in in that area and Access Health Connecticut, their involvement two years ago helped us mm-hmm. go from four cities to six cities. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there's um, every partner offers like a different and unique um, infrastructure and expertise uh, that, that moves the program forward.
0: Yeah. Very cool. You talked about, you know, expanding into six cities now and, you know, looking at these host cities um, within those communities, what is Yoga in Our City doing to reach kind of traditionally underserved communities in the state? Maybe Lauren, do you have
1: some insight Yeah, in that? I can speak to that. So first of all, um, the classes are within walking distance, so a lot of times mm. they're right in the center of the city, so you can walk right into the park um, and join the class at no cost. They're all free. I would also say um, TJ and his team have done a really great job of uh, recruiting bilingual teachers Um, in several of our cities. And you'll also see on our website um, on the schedule, we mark where we are offering bilingual classes and Mm -hmm. the instructors are really great about checking in with their participants and reminding them that if they need um, translation into Spanish, that they're able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, um, as I mentioned, the classes are come as you are. So if you have never practiced, but you'd like to come, the instructors are really great about reminding people that there are so many different ways to modify the program to fit your needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're coming because you're just looking to stretch or if you're coming because you're, you know, coming off of an injury and it's been recommended that you do yoga, um, mm-hmm. the instructors are super friendly and they want you to succeed and have the best experience for your practice. Um, I would also say that in terms of accessibility, um, it's really important that we have them in communities maybe that don't have access to yoga. Um, mm-hmm. One of our instructors actually told us that she grew up in Hartford and didn't even um, have access to something like that as a kid. And now she's teaching classes and being able to provide that to her communities. It's such a accessible program. We can say that over and over again. Yeah. Um, but that's just some of the ways that we make it accessible. We also take feedback. So a lot of our partners have provided feedback to us on how we can improve the accessibility of the program. And we we take that and we, we work on it in the off season and make sure that we're, um, you know, working hard to make it as accessible as possible.
0: Very cool. Yeah, and on yep. our
2: end, what we do is um, all of our teachers are recruited locally. Mm-hmm. so they all the teachers are from the communities they serve, and we designate a city captain who helps uh make connections with different organizations locally um every every community has a kind of a different flavor to it relative to how mature their yoga um you know scene is so uh you know each each community needs a different approach a little bit kind of more of a dynamic approach um to to uh you know cater to each each specific community,
0: yeah. Um, now, we're talking about yoga in, in the city and everything. And I think in 2023, most of our audience is, you know, somewhat familiar with yoga. But just, you know, take any sort of mystery out of it for some people. How would you describe yoga to a person who just really doesn't know anything about it other than they see some people stretching in a, in a field or, you know, in a class?
2: Yeah, no, that's a really great question. And I, and I think in part, you want to pick that apart of, of who's the list, who's listening, like who's asking the question Yeah, um, for I, starting from a place of being a guy like you, you, know, my experience was not feeling like I'd be good at it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, Uh, You have this kind of competitive sense about you of just like being the worst at it, not Mm -hmm. being good at it. Right. And that's just not a thing in yoga. Right. Part of yoga is kind of removing your ego out of -hmm. of the situation. And, you know, the number one benefit for me right out the gate in doing yoga was it started to relieve back pain, which is chronic with so many, so many guys in particular. Right. Um, So what I would say to anybody who's like thinking about this and we, we actually did this kind of cool little video with all our partners around, just like, just try it, you know, mm-hmm. bring a friend and just try it. Um, that's, that's like the number one thing because you'll find what you need there. And that's different for every person. Mm-hmm. Some people, honestly, it's just not having your phone on you for an hour and yeah. that could be enough. Right. So, um, whether you're just looking for fresh air or looking to disconnect, uh, or you're actually looking to start a practice, it, it, it's, there's something there for you.
0: Very cool. Now, obviously, you know, Kineticare is involved and, you know, they're good, doing good work with their communities, but also I imagine that the involvement has to do with the fact that there's, you know, health benefits to yoga. What, what does Care see as, you know, some of the benefits of promoting yoga in, in communities?
1: Yeah. Well, I think you touched on that a bit um, and TJ has mentioned this. There's something for everyone. Um, yoga is not just uh, physical. There are mental and, I'm phys- and, um, sorry, spiritual benefits to practicing yoga. Our mission is to create healthier futures for our members and the communities we serve. So this was such a natural fit for Connecticut Care. Um, so you can go and as TJ's mentioned, you can relieve back pain or if you just need some stress relief, that's a really great way to go and practice yoga at your pace.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so for us, it was really just such a natural fit of everyone in the community gets something out of it that really ties back to your overall health, whether that be mental, physical or spiritual.
0: Coming out of now a pandemic where a lot of things changed, and you know, you were already had this program going where you're doing physical activity in outdoor spaces, which you know, every I think a lot of people all of a sudden probably uh, there's a big wave of people looking for that at the start of the pandemic. Certainly, did you see a a lot of new people coming in, and how did you adjust to some of that stuff? You know. You'd have to have farther part classes, and I know you mentioned that now you have virtual classes. Did some of that stuff come out of adapting to the pandemic? Yeah, you know, um, the pandemic totally changed everything
2: for everyone, right? But in particular, this program, uh, its value was immense, right? Studios closed, your gyms closed. All of a sudden, everyone had to be outside if you wanted to, you know, exercise or or kind of be even be social at some level. Um, Early on, the Connecticut Recreation and Parks Association was amazing because they offered all of the guidelines that we needed. You know, they were, uh, you know, experts to offer that. Kind of guidance, uh, we did do the distancing and the masks, and Connecticut uh, mm-hmm. created this really great hand sanitizer. Uh, and Connecticut also invested in the virtual studio; that's where that was born. Okay. Uh, so we we're able to do we we're able to do both. Uh, and you have to think the innovation of the virtual studio was now we opened up our audience beyond just the parks, but mm. in the, you have this, you have this cross promotion of two audiences, and now it's turned the program into a you know annual full-time operation rather than just the seasonal parks program mm-hmm. so for us uh kind of the collapse of the yoga industry put us in a place of leadership as well so you know we've in this past year and a half really invested in planning and you know kind of focus on what we're doing here what are our yeah. goals um building capacity just all the way around like the pandemic has has changed everything for us
0: so um yeah, Talking about you know it, capacity and all that kind of stuff, are there plans for expanding this program in the future? Do you hope to have it in more cities and towns, kind of all across the state? Yeah, you know what we're
2: learning now is there's a there's a bit of an economy of scale here that works for everyone. So mm-hmm. uh, you know we have the infrastructure to run social media. So whether we're in four cities, six cities, or ten cities, we're good, right? Mm-hmm. It's cheaper the cheaper the more we do this.
0: It's, it's easier um, to do the tenth program than the second program.
2: Yeah right yeah. exactly. Um, what we what we started to work with actually again with uh, the Recreation and Parks Association is doing special events in suburban communities where mm-hmm. um, you know they have yoga studios or they have more you know kind of robust uh, uh, opportunities tagging on to like a concert series or a mm. farmer's market and offering a class there and then cross pollinating some of the audiences. Um, there, there has, has been something that we're doing. And we actually partnered with the uh, sustainable CT who oh, are doing cool. a ma- the matching crowdfunding campaign with us to have uh, donors just uh, help fund this and, and offer more classes in more places. Uh, we actually are in a place where we're, we're having to triage opportunity. Uh, mm. and, be, and, and be really focused so we don't, you know, kind of overextend ourselves.
0: So uh, communities can participate in yoga in the city as part of their sustainable CT certification that they're doing and being great sustainable communities. That That's cool that those programs can, you know, be symbiotic in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, no, it's been really great. And, you know, to have the individuals be able to um, kind of participate on that level too and become more engaged you know, beyond the organizational level partnership. Individuals being being more engaged in their communities is, is what we want, right? That's yeah. That's the goal.
0: Lauren, how do you feel about the future of this program? Do you think that this is the kind of thing that we'll still be doing in 50 years from now?
1: That's such a good question. Um, I'm very passionate about this program. TJ mentioned that um, when I started at Connecticut Care, I hopped right on the program and I've been working on it ever since. And I think so. Um, I think that communities help to prevent loneliness. I also think that Um, yoga is such a beneficial way for everyone of all ages to get a little piece of that whole person health um, that Connecticut really focuses on and I think you know once you've gone to a class and you've Mm -hmm. enjoyed being in the park you've enjoyed being part of a community um, and meeting new people and feeling the benefits of it you almost become in a a way addicted to going Um, I think that it's so amazing that it's so accessible and a program like this has the longevity to just keep coming back every season.
0: That is very cool. And just one thing when you're just talking about the parks and stuff that I, I wonder about and TJ, maybe, you know, have you gotten feedback from the parks departments and stuff in some of these communities, like people being exposed to not just yoga, but actually to some of the the parks in some of these towns that they may not have explored before. Has that been a benefit that you've seen?
2: You know, that's, that's a great point. Back in, God, I think it was like 2016 or so. We did this really great uh, survey and it was something like 60% of people had not been to a Hartford. This was, I think when we were just in Hartford, 60% yeah. of people had not been to a Hartford Park before. That was like our Like response, residents right? that had
0: never been to. Yeah, that had just never... Yeah
2: yeah right and like to to think about that you'd never i don't know i i guess i would never i can't speak for everyone but uh, i would never have thought that was like that you know so uh, an idea that we've kind of kicked around is this passport thing where you can kind of punch a punch a ticket if you go to all the parks deal. you know um so it it is it is true and i I think to back to your point about covid the value of of public parks you know is different now people become more apparent
0: to a lot of people yeah
2: yeah And connecticut has wonderful parks that we may have taken for granted Uh, up until now. Uh, So I think that, you know, you know, to Lauren's point, I do think this will, this will live on. Um, You know, you have whole families going at this
0: point. You expect to be doing yoga far into the future. Yeah. You
2: know, it's, it's yoga is one of those things where you can do it from eight to 80, you know, and, and, you know, you bring your parents, uh, you bring your kids at any age. Mm -hmm. So, And that's that's actually been great about uh, AARP is they've they've shown us Mm. like, uh, you know, what aging actively looks like, you know, Uh, and yoga is not just for your fit 20 year old. Yeah. So it's been it's been really great.
0: That is awesome. So again, for the people listening at home, uh, where what websites and stuff can they go to to find schedules and more information about all these great programs?
1: Yeah, you can visit YogaInOurCity.com. The full Mm -hmm. schedule is listed there. And we are um, also publishing everything on our social media channels. So Instagram and Facebook, our handles are YogaInOurCity.com. In addition to the schedules, you can sign up for our newsletter. uh, And we also post all of the maps on exactly where uh, we're hosting classes in each park So um, don't be nervous about coming, join us. Um, All of the information is on our website and we really hope to see many of you out there this summer. It's a really great way to connect with your community and yourself.
0: Sounds like lots of information out there to be had and easy to find and it's all free.
1: Yes, all all free.
0: EJ and Lauren, thank you so much for coming on today and speaking with us about Yoga Inner City. It sounds like a really great program. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We'd like to thank our guests, TJ Clinch and Lauren LaChance. We'd like to thank our sponsors at Gateway Community College and Housatonic Community College. Learn more at gatewayct.edu and housatonic.edu. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. Kevin Maloney is our executive producer, Christopher Gilson is our producer, Mary Draws is on the boards, and I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like. And watch out for our CCM Chat series on our YouTube page.